Welcome back to the Age Gap Realness podcast. You have one of your co-hosts, Natalie Workman, and your guest, special guest, Brandon Dawson. You are still not a guest. Guys, I did just hear for the very first time his rationale for why he likes to say he's a guest instead of a co-host. Can you tell them? Yeah, I said it on the last podcast because that way I could be this. We should talk about (laughs) not listening to your significant other when they're communicating because I think ultimately I baited you into this conversation because I knew that was the case. You want me to write that one down? And I think it's a whole podcast conversation because you don't listen to me and my feelings get hurt. How how hurt are your feelings? uh, You you look like you're pretty fragile. This could be a Brandon (laughs) Breaks Down moment. I dare you. Yeah. Can you cry on command? No. Okay, what is your reason for not being a co-host and being a guest instead? If 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 I'm a co-host, I can't count it as a guest on a podcast. And from a marketing <laughs> standpoint, then I'd be a liar if I said I've been on a hundred podcasts if I count if I didn't count all yours. So you're just a guest. I'm a guest on everybody. I'm a guest on my own. You're podcast. always you're a guest on your own podcast. I am <laughs> the most popular guest of podcast shows that ever existed. So listen up, you guys. If you're looking for a guest on your podcast, Brandon is your guy. He is your guy. I get paid by the minute. How much do you get paid by the minute? I can't. That's a non-disclosable amount. I think it would be a good goal to try to be paid by the second. That's true. I can I can multiply my value. Yeah. Like in 15 seconds. Imagine if you were... Imagine if we had all of our fights in 15 seconds or less. You could just start our fight by saying, I'm sorry, yeah. and then the fight would be over. <laughs> All right, right. what are we talking about today? Well, the last podcast we talked about fighting. Good job. That's right. I thought for sure you were going to My memory is a little better than yours. Well, that's questionable. So what are we talking about in this podcast? Wait, hold on. I just asked you what we're talking about on this show. (laughs) It's your show. I don't know. It's our show. It is our show, you guys. All right, so what's the show? Just to fully clarify... This is this is becoming a new recurring theme. It is our show. Can right. you just say it with me? It, it is, is our, our show. show. Oh, good teamwork. I'm so pleased to be on our show. How come we didn't interview Elena? Just <laughs> curious how that worked out. Oh, that's actually a really good point. Why didn't we interview Elena? Because it's maybe, your show. Maybe it is my show. All right. I'll think about it. I'll okay, it today show. on the Age Gap Realness podcast, we are going to be talking about how to stay goal-oriented as a couple. Now, the reason I add stay in there is because all of our listeners, for the most part, are already goal-oriented. Like, there are people who are already out there trying to achieve their goals, trying to figure out how to do things bigger, bigger, better, faster, how to grow their businesses, how to have better relationships. But there, even with goal-oriented people, is a challenge of staying goal-oriented and even pulling the other couple out of a slump or not feeling as motivated as they might be. Would you say that that's a true statement in our relationship? Well, I think for us, I think I think the reason you're bringing this up is we just came off of a whoops. Brandon just like went completely out of the shot in order to burp mid sentence. Uh, whoa, I drank that soda can a little I, too fast. Can I tell them what our new rule is? No. So <laughs> So here's the thing. Some other episode I'll tell so, you. So so here's the thing. We just came off of having a great weekend with some of our best friends. 
Yes. A couple different couples. Yes. We kind of did a couple challenge. Um, oh, yeah. And so I think I think this is why it's fresh in your mind for each other. You're reinforcing for me uh, that challenge that we made with the other couples. And we'll get into it in a second. But then also I have my own challenges. You have some things you're challenging yourself about. So yes. we, 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 we took that. And I think after we came off the conversation of arguing mm-hmm. in our last po- podcast, you know, I don't like to be uh, – I don't like to feel like someone's badgering me, right, like like in a negative way. I, I want to be inspired, but I don't want to be, like, badgered, right? And I totally badgered you after the Yeah, and, you, and so you, you, your way of trying to motivate me is to badger me a bit, right? Sometimes until and, I get smarter like I did. So I badgered him on Saturday, and then on Sunday I got smart. But but the thing is is that, like, you, you took what we talked about in the podcast, and we both had another conversation. Like, how do we – how do we inspire each other the right way? Mm-hmm. And how do we engage to keep each other at maximum motivation? And then we went back to the way we engaged with our friends and how excited and fun we were about, here's the challenges, here's what we're going to do. And I think mm-hmm. we said, let's treat each other the way we would treat our best friends. Mm-hmm. And then I think that started this podcast. That gave you the idea to start this podcast. Yeah. And we started the whole show by talking about how we got out of a rut and that was back in January. So here we are. We are almost in May, almost in May. And uh, there's like initial highs from things. And I just kind of, to me, this is almost a part two of getting out of a rut. But it's like, how do you stay goal oriented? Sure, you made goals at the beginning of the year or you made goals after you went to a conference. How do you continue that momentum? How do you make sure that you're changing your goals, you're repositioning your goals once you make a little bit of progress to actually stay in the game, to stay motivated to what you want to create? Yeah, well, I think it's. I think it's just increments, right? Like yeah. fighting for the increments, but it can be frustrating. You know, the truth is, is when you get frustrated at somebody for reminding you that you're not achieving your goals, mm-hmm. it's because you're really not achieving your goals and it's an irritant that somebody's rubbing salt in the wound or reminding you. You take it as an irritant because, you yeah. know, the defensiveness so of... So you were irritated. on. Can we tell the story about this weekend? Or when I, I say we, I mean me. I don't know. Was there something this weekend? Well, yeah. So how what we're doing now. What we're doing today, what we spent oh, today. Oh, so, uh, so, well, that, start, that was spawned, though, from us hanging out with our friends and then them saying, yes. you know, what are our different goals? And we all had workout goals. We have this couple who we absolutely two love. Yeah. Two couples that we absolutely love, one of which is in an age gap. And they were so supportive initially. Uh, they've always been, not initially, they've always been so supportive. Right, but initially yeah. they were supportive when a lot of other people couldn't really see or understand what I wanted to create with my blog. And they oh, yeah. were They're, very validating of saying, there isn't anybody talking to us about this, and we think this is a great idea. So especially, anyway. Especially knowing that how successful your blog would be with the age gap dynamics and having such a amazing guy with you. They knew that it'd just be a killer show. Is he tooting his own horn right now? <laughs> Is that what just happened? All right. We were talking about our two friends, Wendy and Farron, and they did the keto diet. They did a challenge, I believe for 15 days, and they were telling us all about it. And then just for the record, ago. this guy's like probably the best shape, shape guy I know. You know, like he's in great fit. shape. Yeah. They're both in great shape. Yeah. They look amazing. Uh, so they both went on the keto diet. So Brandon and I, while we were having cocktails by a pool, doing absolutely nothing. Well, we were with our much. other best friends. We had just got done playing pickleball and yes. doing all this crazy stuff. And Both and of these I, dudes are in great shape. Great shape. And they're both our best friends. And mm-hmm. I told them that I felt like, like when it came to the technique of pickleball, I was as good. The problem was after one or two games, 
I was admittedly slowing down significantly because yes. I was getting winded. And I said, I think part of my issue is not those fast start, stop, start, stop. My cardio is not there. And that kicked off this whole conversation about getting back in shape. The big announcement, guys, is that we're going on a keto diet challenge for the next 40 days. So between now and May, I'm sorry, June 1st, Brian and I are going to be on the keto diet. And we, on Friday, we recorded the podcast for how you fight well. And then on Saturday, I was kind of nagging Brandon because I was like, look, we've had the same goals around weight loss since January. And by we, I'm, I really meant him, but I'm trying to <laughs> say this softly right now. Uh, like you've had the same goals and yet you haven't made much, if any, progress on it. What can we do to like get us out of it? This, it didn't sound as positive as I'm saying it right now. Like I was being, like he says, <laughs> naggy. And so on Sunday, instead of continuing, I can understand how I sound like that. I really can. So on Sunday, instead of continuing to be naggy and saying like, when are we going to start this? When is this going to happen? I just went out and bought all well, of the keto oh, stuff. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. It's I know it's your show, but I'm going to interject. I think well, it's I threw. Our show. I know it's our show. I I like to say it's your show because it gives you something to respond to. Um, but here's the thing. You just love attention. Yes. So here's the thing. <laughs> um, I said to you, instead of nagging me about it, if you're serious about it, then contribute, help. Don't just sit and nag me. Go get the stuff I you need. You didn't say go get the stuff. You just said stop nagging me. Yeah, or, or a be a way. solution, be a problem Come solver. Come up with a better way to Help out. nag me. Help so I did decide, and I was thinking about the podcast that we'd recorded on Friday. So I decided to take a different tack and went with your daughter, Brianna. She and I went through Whole Foods yesterday for like an hour and a half. Know, you guys were amazing. And actually. we read all of the ingredients and picked all of the keto stuff so that you would be perfectly prepared for the start of it today. And what did I do today? I grabbed my two bottles you bought me. I filled them with my powder this morning and out I went and I've been 100% compliant. I asked him <laughs> an hour ago, guys, it's like, how's the diet going so far? I know we're four hours in, but I just want to make sure it's going well. And he's like, it's going fine. I had my four shots of espresso. I didn't have any cream or anything. I, I guess I'm supposed to, but I didn't have any. I didn't have my Vente Skinny Vanilla Latte. Speaking, that was a big give for you. But yeah. speaking of cream, I'm also doing this keto diet because here's my thought process, you guys. When it comes to staying goal-oriented, this is one of my tips. If you're expecting your partner to achieve their goals and they might not have been successful in the past, I believe that it is helpful and it will radically change the result if you also do the things that you're asking your other partner to do. And I know I'm not asking you to do this, but I'm I'm gently Well, you're nudging. trying to help you're trying to help me. It's yes. easier if we're doing it. It's it's hard when when I It'd be hard if I was to... having alcohol, if I was having cheese and bread and pasta and wanting to go to spaghetti factory like I did last night <laughs> when you're trying to eat a high Healthy. fat yeah. protein diet. And so I decided also to go on this keto diet and this morning <laughs> I drove through Starbucks. I know that you're allowed to drink uh, espresso. And I've also heard that you're able to drink heavy cream. So I ordered my regular grande latte with heavy cream in it and went to go like put it in my food journal. Apparently one teaspoon of heavy cream is 50 calories. So I had 1100 calories <laughs> in my Starbucks drink this morning thinking that it was what I was supposed to do. I guess you're supposed to have like a couple shots of espresso and maybe like a teaspoon or two teaspoons of heavy cream. I just, I just drink that. I just drink that espresso down instantly. Yes, but now you can start adding heavy cream. I'll do that. But I want to say that's what I love about you is that instead of leaving me out there to do it all by myself, you're, you're doing it with me. Although I did say to you, you know, you should do a 
modified cheating version when I'm not looking because you are perfect as you are well, and you don't need to lose any weight. So I think it'll be interesting to try. Yeah. Like I'm not worried about it. But so back to the whole you being as perfect perfect? Me being as perfect as you? Is that no, you saying? being as perfect as you are. Can well, we talk about that for a moment? All right, you're making me blush. I have to pay attention and focus to what we're actually supposed to be talking about. Stankle oriented. So the keto piece is in some ways short term. It's a short term goal because I do want to differentiate how to stay goal oriented, not only with short term goals, but with long term goals. Uh, another short term goal that you've recently pushed me into is my fear around public speaking and just going out and doing it and st- essentially stopping the excuses that I've made for. Yeah. So, I mean, that was our big, that was the big thing. Like I have a big goal. I want to lose 20 pounds, Uh maybe 25. (laughs) You have a big goal, which is you want to get up, you know, although you're a remarkable communicator, you want to be able to get in front of large groups of people. Mm -hmm. um, And that's been a challenge for you. So that's your big goal. And you've got a coach and you're actually working on those things. Yes. And maybe I was slacking a bit because I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to my stuff. So I think part of it is holding each other accountable and watching each other grow. But instead of us just arbitrarily saying, oh, I want to become a better speaker or, oh, I want to lose weight. We got very specific in a very short time frame because we are both very goal oriented people when there's an event associated with it. That's that's the case with most people. But I think it's 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 easy to forget that you need to put something on your plate that has so much pressure involved that you want to prepare perform so well at that you just have to do whatever it is that you're putting off doing. So for you, we're doing this as it's the start of June and you have a pretty big, pretty big thing happening at the start of it's, June. It, well, it's, you're saying that I want to lose the weight between now and the start of June. Yeah. Yeah. And then your speaking engagement is going to be the, in June at too. the start of June. Yeah. So for us, like these very short, we have forty days to Sprints, drill, yeah. practice, rehearse, and essentially get our shit together to where you have lost your weight. I have practiced my speaking and worked work with my coach and worked on creating the content uh, to where we're going to perform when when that time comes. And so my tip is, you know, make sure that you're setting events around these longer t- or these goals that you have in order to actually take the action that you need in order to do them. Yeah, and, and and you said something, you know, these like like you're already nervous enough. So so if you think about if you think about supporting, I think the whole point in this is is finding a way to best support each other and make it team goals and then and then encourage each other versus feel like we're nagging at each other. So and mm-hmm. and I think that's what your whole point here was, right? Um and and that's so, my bigger point. And Will and I have this side joke, actually, that we're going to make T-shirts for the show. One of the T-shirts is going to say, I'm not your host. I'm a guest. But the other one is going to say, so your bigger point is because you <laughs> always try to make what I'm saying into your bigger point. I learned as being not an overly smart guy that if I sat in the room with really smart people and reframed what they said, but with more specificity and more power than it'll make it look like it was my idea. Now we know. All yeah. This time. So now you know I got to just stop saying. So your bigger point is, because I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm sorry. I, I'm, made my I'm trying to point. frame. I'm trying to frame what I think, what I think you're trying to say. Is, no, that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> what I heard you say, how about this? Affleck or whatever. Affleck. How about, no, no, you say, what like, I heard I you agree, say, I agree. Just make your point. What I heard you say is this. No, and no, I agree no, with I don't it. like what I heard you say. Just okay. say, I agree. 
I agree. Pause. I okay. Like breathe for a second. I agree. Normally it's hard for you to do this because you're so busy interrupting me mid-sentence. Can I talk? You just can't so, wait. You just can't wait to talk. You just can't wait. Support. All right. So listen. 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 Listen here. Listen. Okay, I'm listening. You started this by us talking about not nagging each other and supporting each other, right? And finding the things. There's our, my point. My point that I was making is there's already a lot of pressure. Like for me, there's a lot of pressure around losing weight because I, I'm always in an environment where I get to eat the best food in the world. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always in a social environment. There's always wine. There's always alcohol. There's always great food. There's always pasta. There's always more food and more food and more food because and alcohol and alcohol and and because my meetings are usually business meetings or social meetings over dinners and lunches and breakfasts and this and that and right people's house with hors d'oeuvres and appetizers and it just I'm around it and when yes. I'm talking I just not talk as much I eat. <laughs> That's I, another secret. I don't know anyone if anyone has ever accused you of not talking so much That's at exactly. a dinner. So anyhow, I'm I'm tying up the whole talk here, but I think I think the idea here is finding ways to productively support each other given like your fear is speaking in public and if I razzed you about it it'd make you more insecure. It would totally make me more insecure. But what is interesting about you having this limiting belief that you're at all of these dinners therefore you have so many more choices and you eat more when really you could choose to think of it as I can tell a chef exactly what I want to have done and I don't have to put the energy into cooking it well no no but let me, let yeah, me I'm at other people's houses and restaurants so you're not so. at other people's houses very often anyway what what your physician specifically said to you <laughs> your when, my physician your mother no, no, the physician count. in the physician at the Mayo Clinic what he specifically uh, said to you when we were sitting there and he said like you need to lose some weight he said what does she eat? And he pointed at me when you gave all of these You're excuses. You're 42 pounds. Yeah, but when he, you gave all these excuses about we're always out to dinner, and she, he looked at me and says, well, are you at the same dinners as him? And I said, yes, I'm at all the same dinners. And he's like, well, how are you thin? And how I, are you a little I, overweight? I, I appreciate you bringing that up. I forgot to fire that doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, I'm, I'm making a bigger point here that I think you will actually really appreciate. Your same self-limiting belief that you're naming right now, that is... There's all of these other food options. There's We're always around mass amounts of choices. Therefore, I indulge is my same self-limiting belief of people don't want to hear what I think or what I have to say about this issue because Brandon's here and he can explain it and articulate it so much better than I can. And he also just created most of the things that I'm talking about, especially in a business context, when we're talking about these very core personal, professional, and financial goal planning, vision, commitment, accept it, or vision, commitment, execution plans, um, core values, creating a mission, like all of those things, I, in my mind, think the person sitting here just wants to hear him talk about this. And what I've had to do very recently, and it's the same thing you're having to do, is change my entire perspective around me thinking that just because you're always with me doesn't mean that people don't want to break from hearing you talk and to hear somebody else's perspective. <laughs> That's one way to frame it. Why are you that, laughing? I did, no, I just thought that was... Uh, I, okay, so let me tell you what I I'm think. saying it's mental work. My, I, I, my point I, is it's mental work. All of this is... I agree with what you just said, with a small caveat, but let me explain my caveat. Okay. Um, the fact is, is that you feel people would rather hear me say it because I have all this experience and stuff and I create a lot of these platforms. Yes. 
But I know that the reason those platforms got created is because you spent five years going through and actually breaking down my books and everything, helping me right. build a 200 video leadership platform. And the micro explanation of those things are also embedded with your thinking and your philosophies and stuff you took from those books, which then you helped me reframe how we delivered them. So I have all the confidence in the world that you know how to explain this stuff. And I enjoy hearing you explain it. And you contextually understand how it all works. And so I love seeing you do that. I think people would rather hear from you because you're remarkable, you're amazing, and you understand it. The problem is, is you go up in front of people to talk, and it really isn't just my stuff, it's anything. You go up in front of people to talk and you freeze and, and your brain starts uh, freaking out, which is something that, that I've seen you do and then you're trying to train yourself and then I'd just much rather hand it over to you. That's the excuse that you just used. I used about food. Yeah, that's my point. So, so you I'm say, well, thinking, Brandon's here; he can do it. Yes. And I and, and, and so I, now, I never I can properly excuse myself. prepare myself for those moments because I I know I know them inside and out. I've implemented these concepts or these ideas into. You operated business. a business for three years, right. Using all this with sixty employees yeah. and another thousand customers, so you you know you have no problem getting on the phone and doing webinars and doing. But when you stand up on the stage and you get in front of people, you freeze. And your your rationalization excuse was, well, since Brandon's in tow, yeah. he knows how to do it. He can come up here. But the truth is, is that you're much better at that than I am, and you're much more detailed at it. When I think logically about this, I agree with you 100%. You can talk so well conceptually, but I am uniquely skilled to be able to actually understand where people are at and really help them through the step-by-step -step process. Not that you can't do that. Yeah, but I'm not as, I'm not as detailed. I'm not as uh, yes, detailed. Yes, but I'm detail-oriented, and I can really help you, and I've stepped into that recently. But when it comes to speaking on a stage, I just think of you as being the one that can speak on the stage. So that's never my role. Like I'll go in and play cleanup for how to structure it all, but he'll go speak up on a stage. Yeah, because I, I'll go I'll go in an hour and I'll talk about 20 concepts. Mm -hmm. You take two or three of those concepts and you operationalize them in the business. Mm -hmm. That's a different skill set because you have to have the patience to be able to explain to somebody, here's why we did it. Here's how it works. Here's how you do it technically. Here's how you fill this in. Here's how you fill that in. Here's how you communicate it. Mm -hmm. Like I can do all that, of course, but that's not where I feel my value is. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. That's not my core energy. It's really hard for me to stop and just do one thing for an hour or two hours. But the funny thing for me is because you are so good at the explanation and the big picture, but then you're also so able to really execute when you want to in many ways. And this goes back to the age gap piece of this whole podcast. Um, and we're going a little bit off of staying goal oriented, but I promise I'll come back around the, the piece about, you being able to do it high level, but then also get into the granular detail left me choosing, like withdrawing from both of those equations because in my mind, you could do those things so well. So then I, I slipped into a period for quite a while of, I don't know what my place is. Like he can do both and I'm intimidated because he can do both of these things so well that I like, I, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to engage in social situations. I don't know how to engage in business dinners or large events because I won't get up in front of people, but then I also will pull him into these conversations. And it's taken 
it's honestly taken me launching this blog to be able to regain my ability to say, wait a second, this is my very unique value to this situation. I need to own this value. I need to step into this because there's a gap here and I fill it perfectly. But it, it's it's hard to see. And maybe it's just part of growing up. Maybe I couldn't have understood this any younger um, because it's hard to see when you're going through it that that was an option. It was always an option for me. And I wish for anybody who is in an age gap relationship at the age of 23 or in their early 20s that you can see that and figure that out before I did. I, I feel like I wasted a lot of time not not really understanding that. So I, I'd just like to comment on what you just said because I was really listening to you. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think that's an age gap thing. I think mm-hmm. I think um people get nervous or afraid in certain environments. Like you are one of the best and strongest communicators I've ever been around. So, and anybody who has spent time around us has said the same thing. So. <laughs> Why are you about to cry? I'm not, I'm looking at you, you're gonna cry. I feel, I, I, I wanna tell you how much I love you. But I think I think the thing is, is that this point that you just made is, is an, every, like I've developed lots of executives. Mm-hmm. This thing that you're talking about, they've all encountered it during their career. So, and I have so much love and affinity for the success of so many of these people. Most business owners could not walk up on stage and give a presentation in front of a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking away from the camera because I think I think you I do got have, you do have a tear. <laughs> I had a diet coke. A diet I flicked coke diet coke, coke in my eye. Somehow I um, missed your glasses. Went so, right through. <laughs> so so here's the here's the thing. What the very specific thing, and and, and I want to go back to the. I want people to rewind this podcast and listen very carefully to what you said. You expressed a lot of fear and insecurity. And you yes. try to pin it on the, you know, and then you try to address it with, I hope people in an age gap relationship. I would, I want people to go back and re-listen to that. And I want them to ignore the age gap relationship. I want to tell anybody that's listening to this, the reason you're doing this podcast, in fact, I think everyone should do a podcast at home because just the ability to speak, hear yourself what you say, re-listen to what you say, and then change what you say to what you want people to hear mm. and reprogramming your mind because what you just described in that little window was so much fear and anxiety mm-hmm. and then you address it with here's why you know the age, if you're in an age gap i would say anybody and everybody should listen to that little statement and really hear it for what it was which is fear anxiety stress yes. which causes insecurity mm-hmm. and age gap relationship or not, almost 99% of every adult that I've ever worked with Mm -hmm. has had that before they broke through and found their confidence standing in front of people and communicating or feeling they can sit in on a table dinner conversation and add incremental value, not just be there as a supporting role, but incremental value to the whole conversation. Mm -hmm. And I I would say to anybody who's listening to this, never underestimate irrespective of how deep you go into conversations, never underestimate the power of listening well and communicating well in a supportive role. You don't have to have all the answers. You need to communicate well. You need to are, you need to listen to what other people say and you need to ask them lots of questions and then you don't, you're not under pressure to feel that you've got to have all this knowledge. 
In your case, you have the knowledge. You just didn't have the confidence. And what that little run-on that you talked about was a lack of confidence because you don't have the experience. And so you've convinced yourself you're afraid of it. And then you get up there and you lock up and, and it reinforces that fear. Mm-hmm. That is a routine in everything everyone does, yeah. right? And I would just encourage people to re-listen to what you said and then ask yourself the question, can I relate to that in any aspect of my life? And if so, how do I take what I'm hearing here and break through that going forward, because I think that's what you're doing. And this is really helping you because you get to express yourself mm-hmm. and then hear yourself and then you're working on yourself. Yeah. And by no means, like when we talk about staying goal oriented, I've never want to give wanted to give people the misconception that I have everything figured out. Like I, I talk about these moments that have happened within the last year and a half of feeling this transformation, but also like working really fucking hard through it. And the point of this has never been to like, look at how perfect and look at how wonderful, wonderfully we do things. It's to say, okay, I'm just going to start this. We're going to try it. And then gaining confidence as I watch myself back and put myself in the hard situations of watching the footage, listening to myself, getting critiqued by you, having my mom or other people in our community, like tell me and give me honest feedback about this stuff. And the next phase of this is me speaking in public. Like that's for me where I know that I need to take it because it's like that one thing in the back of my head that I know is my biggest fear. So therefore I want to address it. That in my dance classes, which I am thoroughly enjoying. And I actually think the two of them tie really nicely together because part of it is like how you hold yourself. And if you're more comfortable with your body through dance, public speaking, I found that I'm just a lot more comfortable with the way that my shoulders are sitting, the way that I'm holding my hands, the way that my feet are moving. So if anybody is out there looking for public speaking tips, maybe you should try taking up dance first. <laughs> why are you laughing? That's probably why I'm such a good dancer. <laughs> oh, can we twerk on this episode? No twerking. You didn't get a thousand downloads yet. So well, um, It hasn't released yet. <laughs> well, that's the, I guess there's no twerking. So uh, I think there's been so much we've talked about kind of around and around on this, but I really do think that uh, what you just talked about was addressing your fears head on, doing the things necessary to. Why dev- are you recapping me right now? No, We're not done yet. Like I'm telling you what I heard, oh, okay. addressing your fears head on, doing the things necessary to break through your fears and preparing yourself for the next big thing. Like those. Oh yes. Yeah. So let's get into that. So we've talked a little bit about short-term goals I'm actually understanding how you communicate right now because I'm watching you as you recap. And every time you think you're recapping my point, like I think I'm supposed to recap your point. So then you and I kind of do this back and forth. Well, you thing. can recap my point. No, I don't need to recap your point. We're going to continue talking. So we've talked about short term goals of like how to put an event in place in order to lose weight, in order to gain better public speaking skills, in order to learn how to dance, which I didn't talk about, but. Is something that I'm loving and have goals around as well. I'm thinking I might want to join a dance competition, but you and I can talk about that offline. I think that'd be fun. I think it'd be great to watch you do that. <laughs> you don't want to do it with me? I, yeah, You're already a good dancer, do. so you probably don't. I'd probably do it. I don't know. Uh, but for long-term goals, this is going to sound like a silly long-term goal, but it's one that's pulled us forward and really helped, and that is our teeth. Both Brandon and I have decided to change our teeth and we've committed to different processes. He's uh, using Invisalign and I'm using Smile Direct Club to change the things that we don't like about our smiles. 
particularly I notice this when we're on camera because I see my the two teeth that I don't like, particularly when I'm talking in this way to you on a camera shot that's coming this way. And for you, you just didn't like your one tooth. I always had a crooked tooth. He's always had one crooked tooth. It bugged me. Yeah, so he decided to kind of change up his teeth. But that, you know, changing your teeth doesn't happen overnight. I wouldn't consider anything under six months a short-term goal. Uh, And we have a couple exciting things that we can't announce yet, but are potentially coming up in September, October of this year. So both of us decided, hey, let's get our teeth fixed before these things happen. Like, we want to be ready for those things. And I've been working on my personality. I'm trying to become more charming. Trying to become more charming? (laughs) Yeah. I want my teeth straighter, and I want to be more charming. Guys, I he just smiled really big for the first time on this show, and I entirely <laughs> forgot that he lost a tooth over the weekend. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I just saw mm, the hole in the back mm. of your mouth. So here's a tip. Here's a tip. <laughs> if you have a if you have a forty two week Invisalign uh, schedule, <laughs> and you decide to chew on your Starbucks uh, stopper stoppers. Uh, to speed that process up, don't bite down so hard that you break your tooth. <laughs> Literally, his entire back tooth is missing. I cracked it right now. And he he did it while he was eating a piece of bacon with all of us just, at the breakfast it table. It was right after I was gnawing on my Starbucks dro- stopper. <laughs> Anyhow, don't it. do that. Don't do that. Mm-mm. So long-term goals. Do you have any tips about long-term goals and how to... I, mean, I, I gave the example I, of the you know teeth. you know it's funny you talked about our sprints you know like mm-hmm. forty days and and I think for me those things do better for me and mm-hmm. and I think I think I, I like to talk about this in the business context but we know what works better in the business context mm-hmm. people that put multi year planning and then annual planning and then sprints mm-hmm. um, they quarterly tend to do planning. better quarterly planning and then weekly sprints planning. yeah and and weekly and then support it with all the details to make it happen mm-hmm. so they stay on focus on point right and and it's funny it's it's my biggest challenge, if I think of, of two things, one is my weight, just swinging back and forth mm-hmm. and working out. Like I put those things together because I love it when I am train, like working out and get really into it. I love it. You're such a different, happier person. Not that you're not already happy. Yeah. And I just love, I like doing it. I'm competitive. I like to do stuff like that. Um, the other is to be a better father and spend more time with my kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And both of those things have been things that, I mean, the kids stuff we've been really working on yeah. and talking about and like all the time reinforcing. And you've been a huge, huge proponent of that and helping me figure that out with our schedule and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be another t- t- podcast because I think it's important for people that are busy and traveling to understand quantity it doesn't necessarily equate to quality. And if you make sure the quality is there, it makes up for a lot of quantity, right? Um but but just the whole concept of putting these sprints together and, and, and picking targets and then working towards those targets versus the esoteric, oh, one day I'd like to lose weight or I'd like to spend more time with my kids in the future. It's like put a sprint together, put a plan together, take your calendar out. Well, you put just some mentioned something it. really interesting to me where you talked about businesses and how businesses tend to use this, but I'm for once going to make a business analogy where this is normally your role in the podcast. Yeah as my guest slash co-host, businesses get lost in the planning process because they forget that all of the things that they're doing on a short-term basis are actually the things that are contributing to long-term basis. So you just listed off annual goals, quarterly planning, monthly sprints, daily huddles. 
you don't show up to a daily huddle just for the hell of showing up for a daily huddle. That's to talk about what you're going to do next year. <laughs> right. Like you're the huddle, all of these things build gradually together to create the thing that you're ultimately going for. But when new employees come on or when you're just in the throes of things, you just seem like you're going to those daily huddles just because it's something that you're supposed to do to check it off the list. Instead of bringing it back to re-explaining, re-sharing the vision of this is why we do this. This is the big thing. And these are all of the small things that we have to do every single day, every single week, every single month in order to ensure that we move, actually move from where we are, whether that's declining or stagnant, to a place of growth. And you have to identify those things as you're doing that because it's easy to get lost in it. And so with our relationship and with our long-term goal setting, we paint a big picture of where we want to be. Like our picture is huge. And there are things that are potentially going to happen and that we're working on making happen that could expedite that fairly quickly. So when we looked back, when we were back in January and we looked forward at this year, and then forward at the next five years and said, what if this stuff happened now? What if it happened sooner than we're planning? How do we put the daily things, the weekly things, the monthly things in place so that when those moments happen, we're prepared, like we're ready to go. This isn't some shock. This did happen with us at GrowthCon. This did happen with us on a few other things that I can't necessarily talk about yet, but I'm excited to be able to share with you guys sometime soon. Uh, and in the process of the the big planning, the the huge stuff, we we bring it back down to how we do this every single day. So creating all this content is a piece of that for us. And we are continuing to create a podcast. We come in here every week. This is not, as you mentioned, the most high value thing that you could be doing with 15 seconds of your time or a minute of your time, but it is slowly but surely building into the big thing that we have very clearly articulated. Yeah. So I think the, for me, the value of this podcast, my podcast, you have to be intentional about what you're going to be communicating and you have to communicate it well, or it's, you're not adding value to the, to anybody or yourself. And for me, like when you talk about big goals, I don't think people understand just how big. So I want to, I want to point it out for me because I want to make sure people understand Warren Buffett, I'm 50 years old. Almost 51. Almost 51. Uh, when Warren Buffett was 47, he was worth $67 million. Mm -hmm. At 48, I was worth, uh, I was worth $65 million. Mm -hmm. At 52, he was worth $370 million. Okay. I'm, I'm turning 51. Today, at 87, he's worth $83.5 billion. Yeah. I like to benchmark myself against the absolute best. And, and, and so, to me, you've got Warren. I'm, I'm focused on a trajectory, and he did it by investing in businesses. Yes, he owns stocks, but he did it by investing in businesses. So, this is what I'm focused on doing, right? Um, and, and, and then you got, you know, um, Amazon – Bezos. Bezos. I mean, look what he's crushed it in a, I mean, he's crushed it. So for me, I'm looking at people like that, mm -hmm. right? And and so that has, sets really super high expectations, although I'm not egotistical enough to think I am those people. I recognize I have to find my own way and do it, but it gives me goals. You're recognizing the trajectory. You're recognizing, right. and this goes back to the goal-oriented piece and staying goal-oriented. When we were in our greatest rut, the conversations that we were having was around how we protect that 60, 
$3 million. The conversations were not around how do we create- Go to $85 billion. $85 yeah. billion. And now, like we were joking earlier about how I always run late and I ran late to this podcast a couple days ago and I ended up like having to reschedule it. But in that lunchtime is when you showed me this graph of Warren Buffett and we were talking through all of the details, how we make this work, how we plan our lives to map to a trajectory. This goal setting stuff isn't just once a month we come together and talk about our goals. Anytime that you or I find something that we're like, I want to go do this. Like recently, I've become fairly obsessed over being Forbes 30 under 30 and being part of that list before I turn 30. Like it all of a sudden, it's those conversations are happening in real time every single day. It's not every week. It's not every month. This is how we eat, sleep, and breathe. We're always talking about this stuff. Yeah. And I, in fact, um, I'm going to shoot a business podcast when we're done with this podcast, and I am going to specifically talk. Are you plugging your podcast on our podcast? I would honestly, I would feel <laughs> uncomfortable talking about the B. Dawson show on your no. podcast. So no. I'm not going to mention Word. the B. Dawson show. Well, speaking uh, of which, we probably should wrap up. Because the I have age to gap. get ready for the B. Dawson show. Right. You probably need to prepare, get your mind right, figure out what you're going to say without your co-host helping you out to remember all of the content you're supposed to be talking about. So I just want to say before you end this podcast how okay. thankful I am for you. Why do you do this? <laughs> why why, why do you do this? You're going to make both of us cry. No, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you. I love you. Why are you thankful? Because you make me very proud. Because you're willing to take the things that make you afraid talk about them and create a platform for other people that can learn and grow from it. I think what's And that takes a lot of courage. Well, thank you. I think what's scarier to you is when I'm not talking about something because if I'm not talking about it, that means it's just going to go away. But I have to talk about the things that I'm going to change while I'm changing them in order to make it actually happen. And so talking about this stuff while in process I'm still in process. Like if you ask me to go up on a stage tomorrow, I am certain that I would fumble my way through it. But in a week from now, it's going to be dynamically different from the week after that and the week after that because I will gain my confidence and I'm working my way through it by continuing to talk about it and put it yeah. in front of us. And that takes courage, incremental improvement. Do you want to recap the three main points for your listeners? I would love it if you would recap the three main points on our show for our listeners. Perfect. So I'm going to just take, if you correct me, if you want to add something or change it, but this is just for me hearing. I already kind of recapped it, but I thought I'd, I'd bring it up you again. so serious. Let's go. So first, fire. first, be willing and courageous enough to identify that there's something you want to achieve that you haven't been courageous enough to go after. Okay. Like set the big goal, right? Yes. Two, put a structure and process in place with sprints that move you to doing that. Get coaches, put yourself in a position, you know, fail forward, just keep pushing and pushing and doing things like this that make you uncomfortable, but teach you technical skills to be able to communicate and do things and hear yourself. And then the third is if you're doing it as a couple, which we are, and you have couples goals and you're supporting each other, make sure that you identify the fun aspects um, of where you're going to make sure you use loving, engaging, complimentary type engagement mm -hmm. versus negative engagement. What's the nagging sound again? Yeah, none of that, guys. And 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 I think um, I think we said something, and I I said it or you said it, but I want to repeat it because I almost forgot we said it. Which is, 
treat each other the way we would treat our best friends if we were doing this with them. Like, like don't t treat each other like a couple mm -hmm. where you just default to that couple thing. Mm -hmm. Treat it like, hey, I'm in a, I'm in a, a challenge with my best friend. We're doing it to have fun together and we're going to treat each other that way because that you treat your best friends for some reason differently than when you're so true and make sure you, you don't forget to do that. I will treat you like my best friend. Uh, yeah, I'm speaking directly to you. I can tell you're speaking directly <laughs> to you. On behalf me. of everybody listening, I'm speaking directly to you. Well, thank you for the tip, babe. Thanks for letting me on your our show. Ugh. Until next week, guys, have a good one. Have a productive and wonderful week. And that's a wrap. <laughs>